You're listening to Supervision with a Vision, where we discuss all things supervision. I'm your host, Sarah, professional counselor, marriage and family therapist, play therapist, eating disorder specialist, and cookie lover, with my co-host, Heather, marriage and family therapist, certified together in Texas counselor, a Texas transplant from California, and outdoor adventurer. Hi, welcome to Supervision with a Vision. Today, Heather and I are talking about getting creative and thinking outside the box in supervision. This week, we read Counseling Outside the Box, published in Counseling Today 2021. And Heather, the first idea in our article this week is walk the walk. Right. How do you walk the walk or encourage your supervisees to do that in supervision? We really don't have a lot of space around my office for walking but we do have a little creek that runs in the back oh fun so we go there sometimes just to reset especially Mm -hmm. if a supervisee's had a week where maybe they've been inside a ton and they've been doing a lot so it's a place to get outside and really just sit there's a picnic table there we might just have supervision right there it might still be seated and there but we've walked over there we've talked Mm -hmm. maybe we've come back around but i think there's great benefit to adding physical activity to any process really therapy or supervision yeah i like that I don't think it's a small thing to change your location. In substance abuse treatment, they talk a lot about changing your people, places, Mm -hmm. and things. And for the benefit of shaking things up, thinking about things differently, having new perspective, and maybe even just walking over to the picnic tables Mm -hmm. means having new perspective. Just getting out and about. I think there's benefit, too, just physically to get up and move. Mm -hmm. Just to get up. Mm-hmm. And making like an awareness, being mindful that, oh, I'm outside. Like, breathe right. deeper. <laughs> well, even, I mean, if then it lends itself towards thinking about interpersonal neurobiology and mm-hmm. the bilateral movement while you're thinking about something. So walking while you're doing supervision means integrating right. what you're talking about on a different level, making more meaning of it. I've encouraged my supervisees when they're working with their own clients to mm-hmm. do things, especially if you're seeing younger kids or you maybe have a kid that has a lot of anxiety i have one that a client of mine that i actually used to walk around the building that we were in just to walk they process better walking Mm -hmm. their anxiety was high enough sitting was not comfortable but i encourage my supervisees to just figure it out i used to play basketball with one of my day treatment kids just to get them like thinking about something else other than whatever yeah. The topic of the day. It's was. been a long time now. I used to work out of an office that had a playground. It's mm, great. And <laughs> the ideal playroom had a door that went directly to the playground. Mm-hmm. And if I could reserve that room, that meant that we could run around and do that. And there is so much happening in a game of hide and seek. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. That um, a kid that's age appropriate or even Mm -hmm. a kid that's a little older than age Mm -hmm. appropriate for a game of hide and seek gets so much out of a game like that Mm -hmm. relationship wise right it's really important i think even saying it out loud walk the walk i think also makes me think about a different dimension of supervision that as supervisors you and i are models right so i think there's some value in you and i are both supervisors and we also continue to see clients Mm mm-hmm that we're still engaged in that part of being right. a counselor at the same time, I think is beneficial. It's really beneficial. And we're also modeling lots of other things at the same time, how to have work-life balance. Mm-hmm. I think even like to growing as a professional that not, a, I don't know, I encourage my supervisees to go and get 
the thing that they really want out of their CEU hours. Right. If you've got a gut CEU right. hours, mm-hmm. you can gather up enough CEUs to meet the requirement each year, finding an hour or two here and there free. Right. Lunch. With a lunch yeah. somewhere <laughs> that but it doesn't really mean that it strikes your interest right. or or helps you grow or is meaningful to your clients. And so I encourage that too. Yeah. And and try and show my supervisees that I do that, that I'm right. going after new education or if i am interested in a new credential it's not because it checks the box but because it somehow is good for me or interests me or engages Mm me i'm also trying to think of maybe an example of an activity example of walk the walk oh i don't know i think this one i've maybe described before i can't remember a mindful walk where you are aware of what's around you. Okay. And you're maybe like going through the alphabet. Find something that starts with A that you see, mm-hmm. B, C, mm-hmm. D. I would do that with a client. If I were walking, maybe higher level thinking, if I'm taking a walk with a supervisee, maybe we're looking for something that engages sense of sight, sense right. of touch, right. sense of smell. Right. A little, like a little, a little deeper. Harder, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. One of our other points made in the article is get creative using a movie date. How would you do that in supervision? I think it's about the experience, right? So it's about a shared experience. I've read books with my supervisees before and then Mm. like shared what we got from it. And not just clinical books. I mean like fun How do you do that? Like a book club? Right. Kind of like a book. Exactly. Okay. Hey, I or I already started this book. It's amazing. If you like the style of reading or writing, you should check it out. Do you assign, do you say, hey, let's this week reads chapter one and two? Or what do you, do you set that out? I think I've been, I think in the couple times I've done it, I've been maybe a chapter or two ahead of where my supervisee, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. That worked out really well. Not so formal. Also done it with movie clips for like shows. Yes. Okay. So what do you think this character was thinking in this segment or whatever? Mm -hmm. Helps if you already have watch the same shows or already know the same movie or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I know that we use it in therapy a lot with different yeah segments so i'm trying to think they're like little independent films but the netflix movie to the bone Mm -hmm. and there's another one that's older and now i've lost the title i think it's a crazy story or kind of a funny story kind of a funny story and it's about a young adult who gets admitted to an inpatient unit i've used both of those in sessions with clients but i've also used snippets of them in supervision as well right and to the bone specifically i have found helpful when working with supervisees who are working with clients with eating disorders mm-hmm. so that we can discuss, is that what it's really like? Right. Is that or how what, it is? Yeah. yeah or what, what parts like of you? that are so yeah. ridiculous? Mm-hmm. Or right. uh, what parts of that have you maybe never encountered and now you're wondering. concerned or wondering, <laughs> is that going to happen to me? So I think that can be helpful. Mm-hmm. Something that I encourage parents to do with younger kids, I think this is actually useful with any age kid. But if you're working on communication or expressing emotions, mm-hmm. watch any movie. Doesn't matter. Well, any movie at all mm-hmm. together. And you always have a little comment or discussion after you watch the movie. Right. But strike up a conversation with the intent of deeper meaning. Uh-huh. So even if you're watching Little Mermaid with your six-year-old, you say, oh, how would you have felt if when... That happened. Right. right. When, I can't think of the crab's name right now. Sebastian. Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, how would you have felt if you were Sebastian and you realized that you that King Triton was going to be upset with you? How mm-hmm. would you feel? Mm-hmm. I think I would feel right. 
And you're practicing talking about emotions, expressing emotions. You have something to relate to between each other. I think that's an easy way of doing a movie date with a client. Have you ever had a supervisee bring up a movie or a book and then it becomes part of supervision? I think so, actually. A podcast recently. I was listening to a podcast and it came up with a very a topic that literally I talked about in supervision with my client recent or with my supervisee recently. And I immediately was like, ah, I finished listening. And then they immediately like sent it to her and was like, hey, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. check this out. This is not just current for us, but current yeah, for like it's happening right bigger now. in the yeah. world than yeah. we really realize. I listen to pretty regularly This American Life. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Right. Hello, This American Life. You should put us on your right. podcast. Just so you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I can think of a couple of episodes offhand right now that we were discussed in supervision and like you mm-hmm. said just either right after or right before i went oh my goodness you've got to watch you've right. got to listen to this episode i think there's one called i'm fat okay perfect combination with supervisees with eating disorders there's also a very new one out called secrets i'll have to listen to it i had another one it's been a while now it i'm fat is probably one or two years mm-hmm. old already there was another one focusing on the mormon culture mm-hmm and I had a supervisee that had a lot of clients within the LDS right? church. So you're like, hey. <laughs> and I went, and actually it was great because I brought it to her and said, how do you connect to this? Mm-hmm. I want to learn from right. you. So there were all, there was many layers of supervision happening right. at that moment yeah, that I, think, I was showing her that I'm continually right. learning while she's continually mm-hmm. learning. So it was, it was really yeah. useful. I think media is a really good tool if it's used the right way. Okay, another way of getting creative in supervision is choose your own adventure. Do you remember those books? Yes, I love those books. Me There's too. a few floating around my house still. Mm-hmm. And I loved them so much that I would reread them with a different, I would redo it. A different You'd way. create your own, choose your own adventure? No, like I would, yes, I guess. That's the way, yeah. I loved writing stories. So yeah. I think that was like, oh, I take this and spurt off a different way. Yeah. How can you use that idea in supervision? I use it a couple ways, actually. One way I use it is, okay, but if I was cognitive behavioral me too what would i, I do, do that like yeah. what if i wanted to see it this way or i sometimes turn the tables and go after they've told me what they did in session or what their plan right, was right. okay but how would it be if mom ends up in session with you like mm. you all of a sudden have a parent that wants to be part of session mm-hmm. or and mm-hmm. like mix it up a little bit one to talk about you never ever can be 100 percent sure, sure that your session is going to go how you think right or also Maybe you have this idea and it's all planned out for what you want to do with your client and they just come in a bad mood. Yes. And you're not going to... Yeah, the second you think you know what's going to happen, you're in trouble. Don't ever think that you have a perfect plan. I like that. I The way that I do it is when I'm conceptualizing with a client, oh, with yeah. a supervisor. Mm-hmm. And I really like to do it with a group of supervisees. If we're doing group supervision, mm-hmm. that maybe we're case conceptualizing one client and I say, okay, everybody pick a theory. Right. I don't, I'm not going to tell me, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you, and you tell me then from that theory, how would that counselor conceptualize what's happening with this client? And then to if we, cause sometimes that's enough discussion that right. Right, there's plenty to, to discuss right there. But then I'd, I really like to role play that. Oh yeah. That's great. I'll be the client mm-hmm. and the supervisee is a, the counselor from whatever perspective. Right. And I say, I know that you're conceptualizing it this way, but what does it look like on the right. outside? What would you actually do? Right. What are you doing another, with your words? What are your actual words you're going to say to the client? Mm-hmm. Not just another what you think. layer of understanding. And I like that a lot of times they're conceptualizing it from that theory, but what they do on the outside really doesn't look that different. Right. 
from each different perspective, but they're thinking about it. So down the road, their next step might be different. Yeah. So choose your own adventure. Any other ways that you think? I sometimes do do the, but what if? Like Mm -hmm. they might tell me about a client and tell me what their plan is. And then I call it dropping the bomb. But what if your client's like that because they've had a huge loss that you don't know about? Or what Mm -hmm. if they have self-harm that Mm -hmm. they haven't shared with you? Or what it like, how else do other things impact what you're about to do? Because I think it's important to have that cognition of you don't just know you don't have the whole story. Mm -hmm. As much as you think you might, Mm -hmm. you probably don't have the whole story. Mm -hmm. So what if mom's an alcoholic and being parentified actually serves a great purpose in that family role and it's, works for their family so you disrupting that and saying you just need to be a kid is not helpful yeah yeah i think when i'm leading groups i do this for myself but Mm -hmm. then i'm also trying to get my supervisees to think the same way like you're saying yeah but what if Mm -hmm. that you go into a group and you think i love thinking up group ideas yeah (laughs) and that i think i go into a group and i think i've thought up the world's greatest way of teaching mindfulness or or, you know it's just Mm -hmm. the most mind expanding way of doing mindfulness and i start out and the group of clients that i've got it just falls flat oh yeah like it doesn't and like oh that man right i didn't say it like you almost think like did you hear me mm-hmm. i don't think you heard me because you're Cause just hearing a cra- great idea yeah. <laughs> what then what do you do then what do you do, How do you tap dance um so when i start i lead groups i always have probably like two to three plans i start out with the one that i think is amazing mm-hmm. and then i have the well if we zip through that you need time filler. in 10 minutes right what's going to make sense or maybe i present it and they just look at me like sarah that was the dumbest thing i've ever heard right. or we talked about that last week we don't want right, to talk about that again. right how am i going to pivot and do something different so i do that but i think i try and get my supervisees to think that way too okay here's option number one what's another cool way mm-hmm of explaining the same thing or what's another cool way of giving the same example and making it practical okay okay last idea creativity and Mm -hmm. supervision eat it up using incorporating food food. into your supervision i have not done that in a formal way i have colleagues that i like to go to lunch with and we definitely are talking shop it's Mm -hmm. definitely Mm -hmm. that kind of thing but it doesn't necessarily what do you think? Have I have an opinion? I wonder what you think. What difference does it create, or what different level of interaction communication happens when you're doing supervision and you happen to be eating? Right, like the level. Of, I think there is a different level of connection, mm-hmm. and I think it's much more. A little bit of it's letting your guard down. Mm-hmm. A little bit of it is almost like a connectiveness, right? Mm-hmm. Like in our culture, especially, we like tend to celebrate things by eating or grabbing a drink with a friend or what i mean things like that are are what we like a marker of like Mm -hmm. hooray Mm -hmm. we did Mm -hmm. it or whatever but i think it's also sometimes that's for me like and my supervisee is coming in i'm like oh good it's my supervisee i can quickly (laughs) i get a moment i don't have to be quite so professional with my Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. hang on i'm gonna eat these crackers but i think it's important i think it's something i definitely would probably i'd be curious on how else to incorporate it into supervision While you're talking, I'm thinking about ways that I've gone to had a deeper interaction or a different kind of interaction with supervisees in the past. And sometimes it has to do with food. There was a I had at one point a supervisee that brought her baby to supervision Uh for I don't know if it was quite a full year. Maybe it was nine months. Right. But we went from 
tiny baby in a, in a carrier little, right. to when we finally stopped, it was really getting to the point where it was not a good idea to have her in the session because she was big enough that she was walking. Oh, yeah. Pulling up on things yes. and trying to, yep. Um, so, like, she pulled the coat rack down on herself. Oh. And we were lucky it, she didn't get hurt. <laughs> and there are some other things like that. But the level of connection that created. Right. I think it's important. Yeah. I don't think I appreciated the level of interaction that that gave us until much I later. I agree. Yeah. Like, at the time, it probably was, like, what we need to do to make right. supervision Right. This is happen. what we're doing. <laughs> right. It's making it functional. Right. But then probably, like, when she had her second birthday, mm-hmm. then it was, like, Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, this like, is a connection mm-hmm. that we have that we'll always have. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing is true about food. When you share food or interact around food, mm-hmm. something specific that I use, it's really probably mostly relatable to clients or counselors that are working with eating disorders. I'll do some supervision around supporting, redirecting, making Hi. a meal or a snack a therapeutic hour. Oh, yeah. And in doing that in supervision... It's really practical. Mm-hmm. It's I a mean, skill. It's skill building. It, you really can't quite grasp that until mm-hmm. you're actually doing it and right. seeing it. Like, I can talk through it, but it means something different when we're actu- right. actually practicing it. I think, what about with intention, the sharing food? Yeah. Like, maybe if you're doing a group, like, mm-hmm. every time we meet as a group, we're going to rotate who brings a little snack. Okay. And it becomes the community mm-hmm. yeah. sharing. Right. I think um, in so many other groups that aren't therapy-based at all. Like, I think of my daughter and I have done NCL and Girl Scouts and all the things along the way. That is built into their system already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it is building community, probably not even intentionally. But <laughs> we just have a bunch of hungry kids we need to feed. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is, it does, oh, I love it when she did it because she's going to bake and she's going to yeah, bring brownies. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, her mom will buy the good soda or whatever mm-hmm, it is. Mm-hmm. I think those are things that do connect kiddos. And so I think it's like a culture cultural stance Hmm. that we have like if you're meeting for more than an hour as a group there's going to be something i mean think of it we go to ces and there's usually free lunch yeah sure (laughs) i'm thinking of there's an organization across town which you probably know of maybe you don't we'll share later (laughs) um and they work with families and they offer it's such a nice convenient way of providing support to that community that it's all after work hours Mm -hmm. And all in the same couple of hours, they have something provided for different age groups, including parents. Mm -hmm. And the conclusion of the evening is a potluck meal. Nice. And thinking about having been involved or been aware of them, it was convenient. Right. That they they knew families were probably coming straight from work to there and doing things for an hour or two. And then they needed to eat before Mm -hmm. it was too late. So that was functional. But it created a system of support. Right. It created community. Mm -hmm. It was one night a week for those parents that didn't Mm -hmm. have to think about a meal. Mm Mm-hmm. I also, I remember I was a program director of an organization that provided support to, similar to the one I was just describing, but a little bit different. And when I started, they just had really inconsistent low attendance. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I did, there were support groups available and it was alternating. So it wasn't the same Monday through Friday, but they had different groups available every day of the week at lunchtime. Mm -hmm. I like noon. Uh And it was meant that somebody who was working could like kind of pop in during their lunch hour Mm -hmm. and pop back out. And we started 
didn't change the schedule. We hardly changed anything. Right. But what we did change was that the group met in a different room, mm -hmm. and the expectation was that you could show up a little bit early and bring your lunch. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just right. And, and we would sit down, and everybody would eat. And we, if we needed to, we'd eat throughout the group. There was no, mm -hmm. you know, no rules about it. Yeah. Or yeah, attendance instantly increased because it's something now I can do. Mm -hmm. I don't have to sit in my car and eat, eat, mm -hmm. and then decide that I only had twenty minutes. I'm not going to go to that meeting. Right. Anyway. It felt like community and right. sharing they maybe were a little bit sharing food but that wasn't the intent the intent right. was just we're here together and we're doing something mm -hmm. together yep yeah i like it i'm going to think about how i can, can incorporate that mm -hmm. more especially considering working with people who have eating disorders mm -hmm. how we can make that a part of something that's social and supportive right yeah thanks heather today we talked about getting creative within supervision and all of the different ways that we can incorporate different activities in our practice. Yep. Thanks today for listening to Supervision with a Vision. You've been listening to Supervision with a Vision. Head on over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Therapy Academy to join the conversation and get show notes. We'll be back next week with more Supervision with a Vision.